Hi, this is Mike Chernevsky of the Winning Site Coaches podcast. Uh, in addition to this podcast, I produce all sorts of independent uh, media, be it podcast or video. And I really could uh, use your help. So uh, if you go to patreon.com slash Mike Chernevsky, that's patreon.com slash M-I-K-E-C-Z-E-R-N-I-E-W-S-K-I. Uh, please feel free to make a contribution, and you'll have uh, a- access to Patreon-only material that uh, will be uh, coming in the future. So patreon.com slash Mike Chernevsky. Thank you. Enjoy today's program. Hello, welcome to Wingside Coaches. I'm Mike Chernevsky. Solo this edition. Uh, I will try to get uh, Keith or someone back on the podcast uh, at some point. Uh, just glad to be back. It's been a while. Uh, mostly laziness and being busy with uh, paid jobs. So, But uh, today we're going to talk about something we've talked about in the past. A lot has happened on this subject lately, and that is uh, the shit that is going on with the U.S. Soccer Federation and uh, and uh, the uh, NASL basically being forced out of existence and uh, all that. So I'm going to start today's podcast by reading an uh, article that came out uh, today. Today is March 3rd. Um, from uh, the Independent out of the UK. Headline is MLS stands alone as a closed shop in the world of football. Meet the two men trying to change that. So uh, here we go. The worst team in MLS last year was LA, was LA Galaxy or were LA Gal- Galaxy. I forgot this was a English uh, a British uh, publication so they refer to teams uh, in the uh, plural since all right so the worst team in mls last year were la galaxy winning just eight of their 34 games and the reward for that failure is to blithely start the new season on monday as if nothing happened as they host portland timbers Miami FC were the best team in NSL, spring and fall champions, and their reward is not promotion but punishment. NSL had been desanctioned by the U.S. Soccer Federation, and they have nowhere to play all year. This is the unfair reality of the game in the United States. Where the only way to the top flights is with a $150 million buy-in. Every other footballing country, Australia aside, provides a ladder to the top. And even the A-League is going to bring one in. Standing alone against the world, this is the footballing form of American exceptionalism. 
one that raises questions about the universality of the game, the muscle of FIFA, the survival of domestic league pyramids, and suggesting an explanation to why the world's biggest economy still underachieves and will not be sending a team to this year's Men's World Cup. Because this closed shop arrangement and the cozy protection the USSF gives to MLS is under threats like never before. Two football club owners faces pressed up against the window of MLS are bringing a new challenge, a new legal challenge this spring, hoping to force FIFA to finally impose promotion and relegation on the USSF, bringing American soccer into line more than 20 years late. Uh, we, there, I specifically talk about the uh, case between it before the uh, Court of Arbitration and Sport, the CAS, uh, which which uh, we read that suits uh, on this podcast. Moving on. Ricardo Silva is an Italian. Well, Italian? I thought it was a Hispanic or something, but I digress. We move on. He's an Italian investor and founder of MP and Silva, a sports media agency he set up with Andrea Rajazani, who now owns Leeds United. Silva set up Miami FC and is distraught that after NASL's desanctioning, they have nowhere to play this year. But his financial stake in this is potentially even bigger than that. Last year, MP and Silva offered $4 billion for billion dollars for the next 10 years of MLS rights, quadrupling the current value of the current deal as long as they introduced promotion and relegation. They said no. Did you, did you hear? Did you hear that? Silva was willing to pay uh Four times what that league is worth to uh, bring up to to uh, bring up to uh, FIFA standards, and they said no. They turned their backs on four billion for this to continue to Americanize the sports, even though it's painfully obvious that's Americanization. Of soccer is not a good thing. In fact, uh, detrimental to the uh, development of the sport. Continue. But Silva still wants to find a way to shake up football in the U.S. To make it fair, more open, and more marketable than it is right now. Quote, broadcasters always say they don't believe MLS is a real soccer because it's a closed league. He explained to the Independent from his central London office this week. There's, 
there isn't really a competition. It's not perceived as real football, real soccer. It's something a bit artificial. Well, where there's no sporting merits, no competitiveness, this is what everybody, this is what everybody thinks. Dennis Crowley is the founder of Lo- Location App Foursquare and a huge soccer fan who has set up his own semi-professional team, Kingston Stockade FC in upstate New York. Silva and Crowley met up last year and shared their frustrations about the state of football in the U.S., the lack of a fair pyramid, and the damage that does to the standard of the national team. Those were the problems that drove Crowley to create Kingston Stockade, Kingston Stockade in the first place back in 2015. Quote, Part of the thinking was, what can we do to make soccer better in the U.S.? Crowley tells the independents over the phone from San Francisco. Manifested in another selfish goal. What has to happen for me at 40 years old to see the U.S. win a World Cup in my lifetime? Is that possible? It's very easy to sit around and complain. What things can I do as a fan to inch us a little bit closer to that? And we hit on this idea. Let's make a club. And help other people make clubs. Kingston Stockade play in the National Premier Soccer League, NPSL, effectively the fourth tier in the U.S. But no matter what they achieve, the closed system means they will never go anywhere. Nothing will be ever. Nothing will ever be enough. To reach the top flight, the CONCACAF Champions League, or the League World Cup. Football is meant to be meritocratic, except in the U.S. Quote, Every other part of American culture is very much driven by the entrepreneurial spirits, explains Crowley. You make something great. You try to win against your competitors. And they move to face off against bigger and better comp- competitors. My other job is I work at a tech company. It started as a tiny little tech company. And over 10 years, we built it into a big tech company. And this idea that you can't do that in soccer, it feels fundamentally broken. Nowhere. Is this weakness of the system clearer than in the failure of the national team to reach this year's World Cup? 
for the first time since 1986. The U.S., remember, finished fifth at 10-game, six-team league behind Mexico, Costa Rica, Panama, and Honduras. It all ended in Trinidad. This past October, as the U.S. disastrously lost 2-1, shocking soccer fans across the country. This underperformance is what inspired Crowley and Silva, who ascribed this side's struggle to the lack of a proper football system in the U.S. Quote, a country of 300 million people, where soccer exists for a long time and is very followed, should be consistently among the top 10, if not the top 5 in the world. Is the result the disrespect of the rule of competition? Since it is not a competitive system, it's an anti-competitive system. get USSF to change. The first hope of the promotion relegation lobby was Eric Winalda, uh, whom you recall we supported here on this podcast, and we're going to talk about that election in this paragraph, who ran to replace Sunil Galati as USS president, advocating radical change, including pro-rail, to shake up soccer in the U.S., but in last month's election, he failed and was beaten by Carlos Cordero, vice president under Galati, an establishment candidate, but not quite as pro-MLS as Kathy Carter. But Cordero, in the words that have encouraged reformers, has pledged to end the conflict of interest at the heart of American soccer. Uh, at this point, we should point out that Cordero is not a soccer guy. He's a Goldman Sachs guy, and we remember what happened last time. A Goldman Sachs person got himself involved in uh, sports and uh, politics to this degree. His name was Eric Grubman, and it wound up um, ripping NFL, city, NFL teams out of uh, two different cities and pissing them both off, all in the pursuit of the almighty dollar. And uh, and uh, by the way, the uh, league did try to appeal that decision, uh, and uh, was denied by the Missouri appellate courts. But I'm now getting off topic, so let us continue. What exactly does he Cordero mean by? Conflict of interest. 
Reformers see an overly cozy relationship between USSF, MLS, and Soccer United Marketing, SLUM for short, who sells MLS TV rights as the heart of the problems in the American game. USSF protects MLS Division One status, but sets harsh professional league standards for its competitors. They have desanctioned NASL for 2018, leaving Silva's Miami FC and the popular New York Cosmos with nowhere to play this year. NASL tried to reverse that decision in the court case in New York, but they lost their appeal this week. So Miami FC's second team will play in the NPSL, parenthetically so will the Cosmos, and uh, Jacksonville Armada, and I'll talk about them later. This year, one of their first team, now managed by Paul Dogleash, has to search for another competition to sign up for. And we'll talk about that later, too. USSF, it is increasingly clear, are in no mood to compromise or to help any team or league outside their protected bubble. See uh, MLS and the should-not-exists USL. So Silva and Crowley are taking a different legal approach. Article 9 of FIFA's statutory regulations enshrines promotion and relegation, ordering that clubs' entitlement to take part in a domestic league championship shall depend principally on sporting merit. Of course, this is not the case in the U.S., where the only way into MLS is with a check. Silva and Crowley, or rather Miami FC and Kingston Stockade FC, are bringing a case to the Court of Arbitration for Sports, appealing for arbitration, calling on FIFA to finally impose its own rules on the U.S. and bring them into line with the rest of the world. Ultimately, You can't ask the USSF politely to do this, Crowley says. They're not interested. What we're trying to do with this CAS filing is to say, listen, USSF has to play by FIFA's rules. People have been trying to do this for years, and USSF has not been forced to respond. The thinking is that the CAS filing forces the issue, forces them to articulate their position, and hopefully forces them to make some changes here. The USSF has to acknowledge that this is part of FIFA's rules. The question for FIFA is whether they have the stomach to forcibly impose this on the U.S., The fact that they had not done so yet, with MLS about to start its 23rd season, is revealing enough. But there's a bigger issue at stake here, even than whether the U.S. 
would ever have its own pro route pyramid, whether Miami AFC would ever get to play top flight football or reach the Champions League or and have an open system rather than a closed one would improve the U.S. men's national team. And that is whether football has to be organized the same way in every country or not. Football's universality has always been its strength. But FIFA is going to ignore such a huge exception and even to defend its right to do so? Then which other laws and tenets of the game are negotiable? Quote, There cannot be be any discrimination between countries, Silva insists. If rules valid in Europe, it should be valid in the U.S. Otherwise, let's start playing in the U.S. with 20 players, with bigger goals, with helmets, with hands. If FIFA has rules, if FIFA have rules, excuse me, they should be valid everywhere without discrimination of countries. This may sound dystopian, but there is a more immediate threat to the structure of football if FIFA do not act, which is that if FIFA allow the USSF to run their own closed shop, ignoring the sporting merit criteria, then how can FIFA stop a lucrative transnational Super League from setting up? Quote, If a closed league where teams pay to be promoted is formally accepted, then I think it would be the end of football in Europe, warns Silva. Basically, only 20 teams in Europe would survive. And hundreds, uh, maybe thousands, actually, would die because the others would form a super league. And football as it is, as an inclusive open system, would die. It will only be a matter, it will only be a little private club of the 20 richest teams in Europe. And hundreds of teams with their tradition with their importance to the community, will disappear. If there isn't an open system, football will disappear. Now it's time to touch on a couple of other things that uh, uh, relates to all this. So, as mentioned in the article, uh, uh, sadly, Mr. Winalda did not win, uh, and Mr. Cordero did. And the first thing, one of the first things he literally said was, aside from the uh, bullshit argument that USL is quote the best second division that existed. <sighs> Uh, as I said, time and again, USL is so fucking mismanaged and has so much turnover, it doesn't have the rights to exist. Uh, 
And it certainly has no business being a, a second division. If it was, if they weren't so fucked up, there would be no NSL in the first place. That's the truth. And yet you choose to ignore that? Well, fuck you very much, Mr. Cordero. Number, number, number two, he said, well, our biggest, uh, our biggest, uh, the big thing we should be uh, focusing on is try and get the 2026 uh, Euro World Cup on uh, North American soil. It'd be a joint bid be with uh, Mexico and uh, Canada. Uh, Ever since he said that, uh, there's been an upswing uh, for a rival bid from Monaco. No, not Monaco. Morocco. Uh, if uh, if FIFA is serious about these rules, and I, I seriously do believe that the reason the uh, 2022 World Cup is being held in uh, Qatar in the Middle East and not... The U.S. is because the U.S. is in violation of uh, FIFA bylaws on pro row. I think that message needs to be driven home by FIFA. And the best way to, one of the ways to do that is to tell the U.S., uh, no, 2026 goes to Morocco. You don't get to host the World Cup until you get your house in order and start uh, following our following our rules. This guy is so fucking tone deaf. It's 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 amazing. Unbelievable. And on the set and on the subject of the uh, death of the NASL, I want to address these uh, Save the Crew people. Uh, yes, yes, I totally sympathize with you folks, Columbus Crew fans, on the verge of losing your team to a possible relocation. All right, I get that. However, if you are Save the Crew and you did not um, support NASL's right to exist, kindly shut the fuck up. All right? You cannot, you can't have it both ways on this subject. I, either soccer needs to exist and needs to improve or it doesn't. Can't have it both ways. So again, if you were save the crew and openly cheering for the demise of NASL, shut your fucking mouth. And uh, one other point I want to bring up. Uh, right after that vote. Um, there's now serious talk about a uh, a uh, division zero. Okay. This is a uh, project 
that is uh, being looked at by uh, Robert Palmer. He's the owner of Jacksonville Armada. And uh, he's openly looking at the possibility of doing this outside of the uh, the uh, USSF pyramid. So we're so we're talking the beginnings of an alternative federation here. Um, and and uh, he uh, he was on a, another podcast to be interviewed uh, about that, and I will share that link with you in our show notes if you uh, choose to uh, listen to that as well and uh, I think you should I think you should because it it was a uh, very interesting uh, interview I think it's a very interesting idea and he certainly has the uh, wherewithal to do it Um, I think the uh, NISA National Independent Soccer Association I think that should fall under the, uh, this uh, Division Zero project. I think uh, what remains of the NISL, namely, uh, namely, of course, uh, the aforementioned Jacksonville Armada, uh, Miami FC, Cosmos, I think they should be involved with this as well. Um, um, I really, I wish uh, Mr. Silva the best of luck, and Mr. Crowley the best of luck in their lawsuits, and hopefully some good can come of that. As for the other, as for the NASLV, USSF in the courts, where yeah, it it really sucks that their sanctioning was uh, taken away, and that effectively uh, killed the league, but. But uh, the Cosmos owner, Rocco Comiso, said in a very colorful interview, uh, a very colorful telephone call the, earlier this week, he's going to keep fighting. He's going to keep fighting until the truth is exposed and and uh, people see the USSF for what it really is. It's really an indictment on American sports uh, in general. See also NFL, LA. Just so much fucking corruption is not even funny. And I had thought about doing a, another podcast. That I might do that with um, Keith or somebody uh, talking about, uh, oh, NAA, NCAA schools. Uh, Getting in trouble, especially the big schools getting in trouble. But I digress back to the topic at hand. So, pay, so I encourage you to pay attention to uh, Division Zero. Uh, so subscribe to the uh, Division Zero subreddit if you can. And, um, Let's get a new Fed. Let's get a new Fed. The current Fed is fucking corrupt and a fucking joke. One that uh, I'm pretty sure threatened their uh, their athletes. 
saying you either vote our way or screw you, you're not playing. I think that's the reason the uh, athletes committee uh, caved and voted as a block uh, for Mr. Cordero. A guy who really has no business talking about talking about soccer. Yeah, I could go on about this guy. But uh, I'd rather not. And uh, one last note on this subject. Do you know that there's an altern- alternative to FIFA called a CONIFA? I'm going to have to look that up real quick. Uh, but it's a group of uh, um, it's a, a FIFA type organization for uh, con- countries or regions that aren't um, allowed into FIFA for one reason or another. Here it is. Uh, here it is. It stands for Confederation of Independent Football Associations. Their members, as of um, 2018, include uh, just a handful of us. Uh, Abkhazia, which is a breakaway uh, breakaway region of uh, uh, Georgia in the old USSR that's not officially uh, recognized uh, Greenland Northern Cyprus uh, South Ossetia also a breakaway part of uh, Georgia wow Georgia has a bunch of these uh, there's one for Yorkshire as well um, uh, Iraqi Kurdistan, uh, the Punjab, Tibet, uh, United Koreans of Japan, Somaliland, uh, the right now is, uh, Cascadia, which is, uh, basically, uh, Oregon, Washington States, British Columbia, and, uh, Quebec is very nice here, too. They have taken an interest in possibly uh, doing an all-fed for the U.S. And uh, anything, anything that gets us closer to an actual footballing system. And uh, anything to get the corruption out of the USSF. Um, A lot of what they do... uh, is uh, wrong, quite frankly. And people do need to be punished for it. I firmly believe that. So yeah, I guess uh, that will do it for this edition. And I hope to have, hope to be able to get back uh, up to uh, speed here uh, very soon. So for everyone involved with the podcast, I'm Mike, and we will talk to you next time.